Jerry here at Podcast Radio. I'm about to talk to Nick France, CTO of Sectigo. Now, we're going to talk about something called PKI. First, I'm going to be taught what that is. It's it's a bit technological. And I think with technology now, everyone's really into it, aren't they? People know it, it's shaping the world around us minute by minute. Now, before I bring Nick in, I do want to tell you this. We were told that PKI as a technology is a technology older and more effective than James Bond. So, Nick... Good to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Jerry. The reason I say, and I said before we were going to hit record on this interview, I was going to say a really bad joke, Nick. But speaking of James Bond, your name, Nick France, sounds like one of the bad guys from James Bond. Can I say that? Uh, you can. I've not heard that one before, but you can. <laughs> it sounds like a very good name from James Bond itself. It sounds like a Bond villain name. Okay. <laughs> Tell us what, what it is that you're doing at Sectigo. It's an interesting company. Yeah. So, um, as you say, I work for Sectigo. I've been doing this now for approaching 19 years next year, I think. And fundamentally, we're an internet security company, um, but it's a very specific part of internet security. Um, and it's really about what we call digital identity. Um, and then we have all these other wonderful acronyms you've said, PKI and SSL and things. What we're talking about is, is a, the product we really offer is something called a digital certificate. And you can think of it kind of like a, a passport almost for a website. Um, and what that means is when you go to a website, any website, really, you want to make sure that any information you might enter there, whether it's just your name and your email address, or if it's, you know, nowadays everything's online. So it could be mortgage details, credit card info, private health information. You want to make sure that firstly, it's going to the, the people you think it's going to the right people. And secondly, you want to make sure that that information is safe and nobody along the way can intercept it, right? You want to make sure that no one can just pluck that data out of the air and, and steal your credit card information. So what we do is we provide this digital certificate, which enables that secure communication from your phone, your laptop to whoever it is at the other end, whether it's Amazon or whether it's your own website. Um, and that's fundamentally what we provide. And it's... It's one of these critical internet technologies, which is completely pervasive. It's everywhere. It underpins absolutely everything. But very few people know about it or know really how it works or why it's there in the first place. So you've gone from being a baddie to a goodie in one answer, your first answer. But <laughs> it is funny, isn't it? Because people think the internet is, you know, is, is this modern thing. And it is, of course. But when you think about the fact that it launched really mainstream in the 90s and before that obviously was designed, that's old technology. Um, and so it needs working on, I imagine, all the time. And people just don't understand it. I wouldn't have a clue. I just know if it's on or off on my laptop. What's the lay of the land there? You know, what should people need to know, do you think? Um, well, I think people need to know, and they want to know today that their information is secure. Right? You, you said it's, it's, the internet itself is quite old. You know, you, you can argue when it was started. Um, was I wrong? Well, no, I mean, you, you, some things could go back to the, the 70s, the 80s, you know, around that time. But one of the things I, I do mention, you know, if I'm doing this kind of explanation um, to, to maybe our customers or to an audience where I have maybe a couple of hours to spend, because um, you can, you know, you can go into real detail as you can with anything. Um, the way I, I kind of talk about it is when the Internet was first started, if you like, it was essentially a government research project 
space in the US largely, computers were the size of rooms or houses. They were physically connected with cables. And in order to even get close to one of these things, you had to be a government employee, you had to have your ID, you had to be able to get in and know how these things worked. It, it was fundamentally something that had security by virtue of a few people being able to physically get access to a building which had brand new magical machinery inside. You fast forward to today, you know, I've got several machines on my desk. I've got a phone on my wrist. I've got a phone in my pocket and everything is transmitting all this information about us through the air to the other side of the planet as fast as you can blink. And so fundamentally, the, the way we use computers and the way we communicate has changed, but we still have this need to make sure that people can't grab any information that is not designed for them and, and tamper with it or read it or go and do bad things with it, identity theft or, you know, stealing your financial information. And people need to have an expectation that when they do anything online, whether it's a credit card, whether it's just, you know, a message with a friend, they want to make sure that that is as private as it might be a conversation you have in your own house or, or even thoughts you have in your own head. Yeah, of course. And and the funny thing is when you walk on the street, you have the lucky thing of turning around and going, no one's within the next five meters of me. And online, you're, you're blindly just going around. You, you, you're hoping it's like that, but you don't really know. Um, I, I obviously, in this interview, am representing the person who has no clue what's going on with the technology. That's why you're here, Nick, by the way. <laughs> Tell us what SecT goes up to. What are you guys launching at the moment? What can people look out for? Yeah, so as I say, what we do is we create these digital certificates that identify people, websites. They, they have a lot of uses. I talk about websites because obviously that's what people are familiar with. Um, and... These certificates have exploded in the number that people have to manage. And when I say people, I mean, I, I checked on, on your website, the podcastradio.co.uk actually uses a Sectigo certificate. I checked that this morning. Um, so, you know, you've got people that use one or two, and then you've got businesses that use millions of these certificates. And they have to. You can't have a website today without a certificate. You can't have a, an app on your phone without using certificates. And so people have to manage these things and anything you've got to manage, you've got to know what you've got. You've got to know how to look after it. Um, as I said before, they're like passports. So they expire, not maybe not 10 years, maybe maybe a year. And so you want to make sure that things don't expire and things would break if that happened. So what we provide is not just the certificates, but we provide like management tools. So the businesses, large and small, can get a good handle on what they have. Um, they can automate things you know you, you kind of want people out of the loop in a lot of this you want computers to handle it um and so we provide all these tools and the more recent uh, kind of innovation that we're releasing this week is the ability to manage all these civics not just from sectigo but also ones you might have yourself somewhere within your organization or from a, another company similar sectigo some of you know some of our kind of competitors and you can manage everything in in the same space and the same tools which is incredibly useful and not really something that's been around before did you say you've been working in this industry for 19 years did i catch that earlier yeah it'll be it'll be about 19 years sometime yeah sometime around easter next year if you're listening to this interview wherever you may be listening nick doesn't look old enough to be <laughs> saying those figures by the way nick but that's all you know when you think about 19 years of change when you think about what will be happening in five years it's happening so fast should we expect people to keep up or just enjoy the ride well i think <laughs> it's a difficult question isn't it because i mean people i'm a user of the internet as well right and I, I might have been doing this for a long time but there's so much i don't understand and as long as the tools that i use keep working for me and keep providing the security i need and keep 
isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, then I'm almost kind of along for the ride. I mean, I personally like to understand how things work. I want to make sure that, you know, I know what I'm doing perhaps a bit more than other people might. Um, but it, it, it's changing at a breakneck pace. I mean, <laughs> when I started, I was fresh out of university those 19 years ago. Um, and we were dealing with even big companies then, but they were coming to us for one or two of the product that we sell. And, um, you know, we were handling things at a very small scale. We're now doing these things in millions a day and, and they are literally everywhere. I think an interesting example for me, at least, is what happens when something like this goes wrong. Right. You know, we, we try and explain the technology. Let's just let's put that to one side. People just expect it to work, right? I, I don't expect my, you know, 90 something year old granddad to understand the details, but he wants to go on in, on Facebook and he wants to talk to his friends. So what happens when these things break? That's the interesting thing, I think, <laughs> as bad as it sounds. Yeah. And if you look- yeah, But it's true. Well, it? if you yeah, look yeah. just, I mean, there's a few recent examples. I think it was a couple of years ago. Um, one of the big phone networks in the UK and most of Europe stopped working for a couple of days. Right. And it, it made the BBC, it made the national news. I was sat watching the news with my wife and she said, oh, oh, have you seen this? It was a certificate. A certificate expired, broke, took that down. Wow. 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 Not 10 days ago, Microsoft had a bit of a problem um, and millions of copies of Windows about 10 days ago on a Friday stopped working properly because a certificate expired and they, they didn't manage to kind of fix or replace it in time. So these things have real world implications for everyday users even if it's something they don't see they don't notice and they don't understand and uh you know it's quite fascinating how something that's kind of weirdly esoteric that not many people know about suddenly makes national use when things go wrong yeah and affects almost everybody underneath it yeah <laughs> it does it does yeah, yeah. it's interesting things always go wrong on a friday by the way don't they for some reason just when you think friday, the friday evening is yeah. the best time for things yeah. to go wrong it's interesting we deal in audio a podcast radio and podcasting and the technology we, we technically an audio tech company instead of being a radio station like it used to be called, or instead of dealing with just, here's an old show, listen to it. It's all There's a lot of tech behind it now and doing things that people wouldn't be aware of. So we talk technology in business meetings. We don't talk technology when, pe when we play what this interview, if people are listening to it right now, we're just listening, going, oh, yeah, that's an interesting chat, but there's loads of tech built behind it, doing what it does. And it makes, it makes you wonder, uh, we need people who are really good at what they do, to integrate society and do it all. But there's still going to be people who just will shun technology, you know, even though they use it, they just don't want to know. I know that's, I keep harping back to that. Yeah. And the reason I say they should just enjoy their ideas, it's pretty smooth sailing. In 2021, our technology is really advanced, even though it doesn't look, your everyday life is being affected in ways that people wouldn't imagine. Would you agree with that? I absolutely would. I mean, it, it's it, when you think about what you can do now online, versus what you could do even five years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you know 20 25 30 years ago it, it, it's absolutely staggering um and the pace of change i mean the, this whole pandemic situation has forced big change as well right i mean everybody not everybody i would say that a lot of people can now do their jobs from home which it sounds almost uh, trivial in the grand scheme of things people say oh i've always been able to work from home but how many people can now do their jobs they used to work in a call center they can now sit at home and do it and they're just having to take for granted that everything is just going to work around them that they can connect to the things they need to at work that you know there's going to be no security problems there's going to be no connection issues they just can have wi-fi or their internet access wherever they are and just everybody carries on working and there's a society 
we just keep going forward and, and just make sure, you know, we just have everything work for us and try not to think too much about it. Yeah. And obviously being in audio, we will say to everyone, every company needs an audio strategy. But where, where we where I do talk to people in meetings about that, and I say, well, think about it. Once upon a time, your company didn't have a website. And it's really bizarre to think, how, how did the world operate? And we were old enough and alive enough to see <laughs> that happening. Why did people go for information before a website? It is really bizarre. And before that, Google, of course. I mean, yeah. it's almost... Almost unrecognisable when you think back to how we used to operate. It's a completely different way of of working, and I can I can almost you know you can understand businesses that are purely online. They we don't have a parallel for what we did with those thirty years ago. But like you said, imagine I mean this is podcast radio. This is like a radio station that used to be or still is. You know, putting together a little box with an antenna and plugging an earphone in and and listening to something that's broadcast from a huge tower thousands of miles away. Um, and now we're, we're talking here, streaming through a tiny device in front of us and, and probably not talking across the world right now. But it, it's it's a complete shift in in how everything happens. And I think I, I guess what what is interesting to me is how much it's going to change in the future. Because a lot of people can sit and predict and say, oh, well, we're going to have this. I mean, we've, we've seen what the folks at Facebook are now trying to pivot into this idea that there's a, a virtual reality world that we're all going to live in all the time, this metaverse idea. Um, and that's all going to change things. There's some kind of interesting things in, in our business that we're still looking forward to over the next few years, which is <laughs> I'm not going to go into it too much because one of the words is kind of scary. But we talk about quantum computing, right? So all the all the computers we work on today work on ones and zeros. I mean, I, I think that's something most people can understand. It's on or it's off. But we've got this new the, these scientists are researching these new types of computers that that fundamentally change the way things work, and that's going to hugely change my business, right? Because these these complicated encryption codes that we use that started back with GCHQ in the sixties and the seventies they all might go up in smoke if someone invents one of these new magical type of quantum computers in a few years, and we're going to have to adapt and change so rapidly to that sort of thing. It's going to change the way everybody everybody operates, you know. The websites and security is going to change. I've actually got my feet up just listening to you, which means you are doing the hard work and listening to you, Nick. <laughs> um, Nick, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. For, for people listening who have been intrigued by it, I can tell you PKI actually stands for Public Key Infrastructure. Public Key Infrastructure, yeah. Well done, well done, Nick. Um, and... When you say things like, you know, these quantum computers might come up and people may think, yeah, but no, it, it wouldn't happen in my lifetime. It wouldn't happen and, and wouldn't pull the rug from underneath us. For, for those listening right now, just think of a DVD player, you know, that came out of nowhere. And although it was entertainment and now is defunct within a few years, and it's really, really that fast, fast moving too. Um, Nick Franz, CTO of Sectigo. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, parting message to anyone who's listening, and you're the voice of technology right now. <laughs> what do you want to say to people in, in, in their internet safety? Should they be worried? Should they need to do something right now on the back of this interview? No, I, I don't think people should be worried. I, I mean, I, I think people should definitely take, um, you know, an interest in internet security, even if it's just a passing interest. I mean, you know, you can look at things like passwords and people should definitely take their security um, seriously, right? Because although... 
we companies like myself and the businesses we work with and the enterprise we work with can try and make everything as seamless and easy as possible like we've talked about and make people take it for granted it's still something people need to give some mind to i'm not suggesting people need to understand pki and certificates and you know how to manage your certificates from multiple cas that's not anything people need to concern themselves with but they should absolutely pay interest to to am i going to the right website can i see this little padlock have i made sure i'm using a, a sensible strong password is all my software updated and those are aspects of security that most people can take some control of take some interest of and ultimately protect themselves as more and more of our lives move online nick france one of the goodies after all thanks nick cheers very much for your time <laughs> thanks very much jerry hi i'm emma and i'm joe and, and we're, we're the, the professional, professional book, book nerds, nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.